Hello, I'm Jess. Boku no namae wa Ben How bad can it get, Yokso? Where we watch the most critically condemned movies so you don't have to. Did you just speak Japanese? Was that Japanese? Or a made up language? No, that's Japanese. I thought it was baby talk. Ah, la papachabula. Oh, To be honest, that's just the way that I speak Japanese. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I can't um, judge whether or not your Japanese was bad or good. Well, I can tell you that it was quite terrible. But I want to change it up a bit. Every, I, I mean, I said a couple of episodes ago... I keep every time I go back and listen to one of our old podcasts, I I just always sound the same. Whereas you've always got a nice different lilt to your intro, but mine's is just. And you're listening to how bad can it get? Where we and I'm like I'm sick of hearing myself, so I'm gonna change it up a bit. Last episode we talked a bit about how obsessed I am with Japan and how much I talk about it, so I'm just gonna. Prove you're right. Prove you're right. <laughs> and I, you know what? I'm surprised it took you to the 10th episode before you start actually speaking Japanese. <laughs> yeah. 10th episode, though. I know. I think that's a bit of a milestone. I know it doesn't sound good. a lot. Um, it's not 100. But it's a pretty big number for us because that means that we've been recording for 10 weeks now. God, that is 10 weeks. Jeez. Oh, that's that is... That's a number. Yes, that is a number, Ben. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm pretty happy. Loads of plans for the future. Looking forward to them said plans. think it's going to be great. Very positive. Very happy. Despite the fact we've watched some of the worst films I've ever seen. I'm quite positive about the experience. How about you, Jess? Are you hating every second? (laughs) No, I love watching terrible films just so I can (laughs) poke all of the mistakes they make in the film. So I'm pretty happy. I'm I'm satisfied with what's going on right now in my life. Also, it means I don't have to go outside and I'm a bit of a hermit. So um, this is just another excuse to say, no, sorry, I'm guys, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> sorry, I'm sitting with a glass of wine watching a bad film and then talking about it. So, sorry, you guys go out for dinner. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, you do that thing where you do exercise and go for walks while I sit on my ass and <laughs> write notes. <laughs> Watch a film. You know that by by episode 100, we're going to have no friends left. It's just going to be me and you. Just the two of us, because this is all we do now. Just the two of us, we can make we it can if we try. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it if we try. Just the two of us. <laughs> all right, let's let's get this ball rolling. Anti-Life, or Breach as it's titled on IMDb, is yet another action film starring Bruce Willis, who isn't on the screen five seconds before he punches a guy. A reminder to everyone that he still got it. Still got it. <laughs> still sexy. You're just a love machine. Does he? Does he though? No. <laughs> I was being kind to him. You were being 
ageist. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not to do with his age. It's more to do with the choices he has made. That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> In 2242, Earth is dying and is quickly becoming uninhabitable. A spacecraft carrying 300,000 souls leaves the planet behind in search of new beginning. But as what usually happens in a sci-fi film, a stowaway alien parasite starts killing off all the crew. Rough. Hard times. <laughs> Sorry, was that a dog? <laughs> Rough. <laughs> it was meant to be eek. Like as in, it's rough. a scary alien. <laughs> ruff, ruff, ruff. It's a dog alien. <laughs> or my interpretation of what the alien sounds like. Someone thought, zombies, but in space. It's up to the ship's AA group and Noah, the janitor, to form a killing squad and try to eradicate the parasitic pests before they eat everybody from the inside out. But their efforts fail as they are no match for the speed these body snatches multiply. Especially when the crew make it so easy by hanging at their doors like a meal waiting to be lifted at a takeaway drive through The remaining bootleggers cut their losses and try to escape the ship. Spoilers! Only Cody and Haley survive and make it to New Earth. Let's be honest, if you haven't watched it yet, I don't know why you'll be watching it after you listen to this podcast. And we pretty much spoil everything yeah. i think we've only ever done one spoiler warning yeah. i think maybe we should start doing that more often yeah maybe but i guess it's yeah we are going full throttle with the synopsis we're giving everything away we're giving the entire plot away so maybe i should start saying more spoilers within this because i literally <laughs> tell you the whole plot so as i said only cody and Haley survive and make it to new earth they quickly discover the aliens from the ship are also on New Earth, but Godzilla size. It's a Godzilla. Very in keeping with the Japanese opening. <laughs> Noah, sporting a I'm a killing me some aliens face, readies his weapon to have another go at pest control. And there endeth the film. A whopping 2.9 on I am the baby. And 21% on... From now on, every time you say IMDB, you have to say it like that. I am the bay. <laughs> I am the baby. <laughs> I am the baby. And 21% on the tomatometer, but 67% on the audience score. Were we watching the same film as everybody else? Because... I don't think I would give it that score, <laughs> if I'm honest. Yeah, that was weird. Ben, my friend, we normally rate films from bygone years, but this time we are actually watching a film that is currently out in Netflix right now, which is very new for us. So, Ben, this new blockbuster film, what are you thinking? Where did it go wrong? Or... Apparently, where did it go right for some people? I'm, I'm just going to open my beer. Um, I was waiting for the right moment. <laughs> oh, I thought that was oh, you cracking yeah. your knuckles. So, yeah, this film, Anti-Life or Breach or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's weird how they do that with some films, isn't it? Like, I remember the first time I ever, I ever saw 
a film doing that was in the UK it was called Roadkill and it had Paul Walker and Steve Zahn and Lily Sobieski. It was a great film that's probably not great, but I liked it when I was young. So it was called Roadkill here, but it was called Joyride elsewhere. That's me going already going off topic. It kind of falls into a subgenre anti-life I'm talking about now, not just some random film. A weird horror subgenre that exists and I actually enjoy. I, I quite like a good spaceship horror. But this this movie just steals from all of them and it steals the worst parts of all of them and shoves them together. It feels like Alien meets Event Horizon, meets Pandorum, meets Sunshine, meets Life, meets Doom, meets every other film. The Thing. The Thing. So the director of this movie, John Suits, he directed a die-hard commercial starring Bruce Willis. And basically it was for die-hard batteries. So it was like a battery commercial, but die-hard themed. And the director of this movie directed Bruce Willis in that commercial. So I imagine that's where that relationship started. I genuinely think, so Bruce Willis is basically, he's drinking alcohol in every episode, in every episode, in every scene that he's in. I am convinced it was probably real alcohol. Like this guy probably said to him, listen, we'll pay you loads and you can just get drunk on set. Done. On you go. There was an entire montage scene where Bruce Willis's character, Clay, who's like a cocky alcoholic janitor, follows around Noah, played by Cody Kersley, uh, just follows him around and watches him clean toilets and then drinks out of a hip flask and like gurgles his booze. And he's just really satisfied with it as well. It's not just a, I'm drinking... I'm really satisfied about the fact that I am continuing to drink. And it's like he found every single alcoholic on the spaceship so they could get together and be alcoholics together and not work. Because it seemed that nobody worked on this ship except for Noah. Like Noah was the was the ARC leader. <laughs> yeah, did you like that? I think they called Noah because of Noah's ARC. So he was the only one. He was keeping this ship afloat. And then everybody else seems to just be drinking or getting high, which was in like basically people being high or drinking or making their own booze. Yeah, at the very start. So Haley is the daughter of an admiral who is the admiral of this ship that is taking all these people from Earth to New Earth. So she gets onto the ship and she's pregnant. At first she thinks that Noah didn't get onto the ship with her, but he managed to stow away onto the ship and pose as a person working on the ship. And we learn very early on that stowaways are executed. Before she knows that Noah's on the ship with her, she's crying and looking out the window as Earth is fading into the distance. And she says... Excuse me, how can I get off? <laughs> how can I get she, off this spaceship? Yeah. 
<laughs> she turns to a guy and says, how can I get off this ship? And you're like, where, where are you going to go, mate? Like, what's your plan? <laughs> and he just trots off to find a lonely little child. He's like, it's okay. Let's go find your mommy. <laughs> and then you just see her a single tear. <laughs> As she looks out at Earth. And then we get our first, our first bane of my life whilst watching this film. Bloody lens flares. It's like they went to the J.J. Abrams School of Movie. It was, uh, it was just ridiculous. Len, I, I actually don't mind how J.J. Abrams uses lens flare in some of his films. It's stylistic. And it's sometimes overdone, but it's not that bad. In this, it was just like lens flare, lens flare, lens flare on top of the ugliest colour palette in a movie that you will ever see that is just boring and, yeah, just uninteresting. They chose green for the bathrooms for some reason. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we want him to, want it to look really disgusting so that the guy, poor Noah, has to like, we feel bad for Noah because he has to clean really awful toilets. I'm like, this is 2242. I don't understand why this ship doesn't look fantastic. Like, badass. Yeah. Ship that's going in, like, why is yeah. it not like interstellar? <laughs> that wasn't even that far exactly. in the future and their ship looked cool. Why does this ship look like some mm-hmm. sort of freight or something or some sort of like terrible, like cheap ship that you would put cattle in or something? Why is this? Why is this such a god awful yeah. ship? There's nothing to do. Like these people are drinking and getting high because there's nothing to do for six months on this bloody ship. They showed no activity. And why are they even awake? Why are they even awake? Like, from the onset, I was like, why do they have this staff of cleaners? The scientists, even? Why are they... There's no one needed to pilot the ship. The Admiral is in a cryo chamber. Why do the cleaner... If if the cleaners were in cryostasis, they wouldn't need cleaners to clean up after them like come on guys nonsense absolute nonsense yeah i wouldn't even mind if it was like mechanics and security but you've got one security guy which is stanley which is the guy that he's like as if he was in some he's like a boot camp drill sergeant or something chewing tobacco he's the guy that speaks like this He like walks on and everyone's having a conversation like, hey, so we're going to be working hard here. And then all you hear is, okay, everyone. And I, from the instant he came on screen, I was out. I was done. I was like, this guy's just going to annoy me. And I hope he gets killed very early on. And he did get killed. But of course, he came back as an alien bloody zombie. But then you still had to look at him. (sighs) So unnecessary tobacco chewing. Really, really loud man. And as Ben very well um, adopted his... (laughs) 
way of talking. You're welcome. Yeah, it, it, he was a proper drill sergeant. Um, so ridiculous. And yeah, there was no reason. He was just angry. For no reason. For no reason. He's speaking to a crew of cleaners and scientists yeah. like they're the, in the military. Like, it, it didn't make any sense. And speaking of the cryo chambers... The cryo chambers just seem to be lying around. (laughs) For anyone to stumble upon, they're not locked away anywhere. The only thing that is actually locked away is the reactor. And the only person that has access to the reactor is the Admiral. Where's the Admiral? He's in stasis. Now, do you not think that the one person that might not be put in stasis should be the person who can access the reactor in case something goes wrong. Ah, oh, daft. And the fact that they, they said that they made it really difficult, you, you can't get exactly. into... You can't get into... He like, locked himself in. He had to, I think they, in, in the end, Noah had to crowbar him out to get him out so he could help. And basically, he died after like being outside yeah. for five minutes. I thought this was going to be a whole bit where like they go really proper alien yeah. and... You have this crew of really good fighters that are gonna come in and they're gonna like stalk these these creatures, but no, they <laughs> they have this whole thing, this whole scene where they like get ready for battle, yeah. get themselves armed up, and they're all like these buff people that literally walk out of cryo like they were just having a cat nap, like just walk out as if they weren't sleeping. And like I'm assuming cryo should be like a little bit more difficult for you to wake up from. You don't just like go. Ready to kill some people. Yay! <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, you'd at <laughs> least be a little sluggish. Like, it was so silly. And then they got all armored up, ready, got their game face on, and then we're dead after 10 seconds. They went in and they, they just got hugged by these zombies, zombie aliens, and then we're dead. And then the like the, the guy, the main guy, the admiral, who I actually, right, so he's in, I don't know if anybody who is watching this, or I don't know if you've ever watched this, Ben, but he's in The Expanse, and I fucking love The Expanse. Ah. Oh. I've never watched it, but I love Thomas Jane. Like, I I love Thomas Jane. I have... And I love him in this. It's actually a note that I've made, is that he seems to be the only person on the cast that knows what this film is. Because he's so over the top and having fun with the role. This movie could have been entertaining if everyone treated it like Thomas Jane did, as a bad movie that should be campy and schlocky and not take itself too seriously. And yeah, I, you're right. He seemed to be the only one that was just enjoying his character, was in kind of enjoyable. And then they killed his character off after five seconds. And I was yeah. like, no, he's the only reason why I want to stay for this film. And you literally put him in for five minutes, you... I hate you all. I hate you ever did that. The, so the Admiral's chambers are locked down and no one that is awake can access the chamber to bring him out of stasis, which in itself is ridiculous. 
Because obviously if something goes wrong, which it does, no one can access him. So the main character, uh, Noah, he climbs through vents that lead to the chambers and he tries to he tries to bring him out of stasis by using a computer but it's like no no you need to be high security to use this computer so he picks up a really conveniently placed uh crowbar and he puts it in and it just opens with no effort you like his muscles don't even make any like sign of movement can. he just pops it in and the door opens, and the door isn't even slightly ajar when the Admiral's eyes open, like he just blinked. Oh, it was terrible. And then they do this whole build-up, and like Jess said, they all come out, it's a big army, preparing for this big fight with all of these alien zombies. And what you get is this really horrible, not horrible in that it's violent, but a really difficult to watch five minute scene of quick cuts where you can't tell what's happening you just you've no idea it's just people thrashing about uh one character's getting ripped apart and i was like watching it going who is that i feel like this is a big character that's being ripped apart but i have no idea what's happening and then by the end of that all of the army are dead or the soldiers or whoever they are they're all dead and the aliens have won, and Thomas Jane blows himself up. And I was like, what? 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 When? When did we? When did we get to that? When did we? Why did you feel the need to blow yourself up, man? How did that happen? He was he was surrounded by a lot of the zombie or zombie people, um. So I understood why, because he thought, oh, I'll blow them up, I'll blow myself up, and I'll take them all with me. Obviously, he didn't know that they don't die if you shoot them or blow them up. When this happened, it reminded me of uh, The Last of Us. So uh, if nobody's ever played the game, basically there's a bit where one of the main characters that you play goes down into a hospital looking for medication that she needs uh, for somebody. Uh, So she goes all the way down to get this medication and there is a massive zombie down there there's a huge big scary terrifying monster and it's called the rat king mm-hmm. and it's an amalgamation amalgamation or i guess it's a yeah amalgamation of different zombies that have been down there for so long that they've kind of just mm-hmm. gl- glued them like kind of congealed together but they're like heads of other it's people horrifying. and they're all like and you've got a head here. It's it. Yeah. When I had to play that part of the game, I was like, oh my God. And then they start coming off of it. It's uh, it's really scary. So the same thing kind of happens here because you see it kind of give birth to the Admiral's yeah. head at one point And it's all like, ah. and then his finger or his thumb just kind of comes out of this blob and then like puts it on, <laughs> on the fingerprint. And that's all he does. And I'm thinking that's probably not safe because what happens if somebody did, per se, get um, the Admiral and all they had to do is cut off his thumb or force him yeah. by his thumb. It should be like retina and uh, voice activating and a thumb. Like, 
all these com- combinations. But no, it's simply I just need his thumbprint. Like they probably could have cut it off. And the whole yeah. idea is that the aliens had planned this whole thing so that way they could get the admiral out of cryo. Because they, because and the doctor, the random doctor that's in it, um, who was also an alcoholic. There's a lot of them on this. Everybody seems to be an alcoholic. She is like, they planned all this. They planned it. They knew that uh, we would have to get the Admiral out because of all this happening. And then they, and then he'd be out yeah. and they'd be able to kill him and take his finger f- thumbprint and then go into the reactor. Because apparently the whole thing about the aliens is that they want everybody to die. Nobody knows why. Apparently that's all they know. Why is that all they know? Like, so one of the people on the crew, one of the cleaners, is the one that brought them on. And apparently they experiment. They they were like, did you make them? Who made it? And they're like, we didn't make it. We found it in space. And then we took it back with us. And now we're using it again. Well, no, anybody. no. He never said that. This was the vaguest explanation. That was her that said that. She said... Did you bring it back from space? It's like an interrogation. It's like an interrogation where you want them to say yeah. what you want them to say so that way you can put them in prison and get them hung for it. Like, yeah, you yeah, did yeah. steal that car, but- didn't you? And they're like, what? You did, though. And didn't you, didn't you, didn't you also then, like, steal that old woman's candy? And he, they're like, did I? And they're like, you did, didn't you? And he's like, yes, that's what we did. <laughs> yes, you did. You hesitated. You did that. Um, no, this guy is part of a resistance that they kind of allude to a few times throughout the movie. He's part of a resistance that believes that the plague that has taken over Earth happened for a reason and that humankind should just go extinct. So he has brought this alien onto the ship so as to kill everyone on it, including himself, because he's part of a resistance that are like, humanity's done for, let's just close that chapter. Um, But basically this all comes to light and you find out that he's the one responsible because there's a part where uh, Bruce Willis, the scientist lady and this guy are all stuck inside a room with the aliens banging on the door. Yeah, so his his name's Teak. Teak. I don't know why I remember that, but I remember that. Yeah, I didn't. I just, I, I remember his face from something because I've seen him in other films, but I couldn't remember what films he'd been in. But I was like, I've seen this face before. I just don't know where. I, d- I had that with a few of them. I had that with a few of them. Like the woman, the woman that plays the scientist, she was an alias. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, and Continuum or something as well. But yeah, so they're stuck inside this room with the aliens banging the door down and we know that the aliens are going to get in. They know that the aliens are going to get in. And it's just kind of, they're all sitting there waiting to die. And Teak sits down, starts rocking back and forward saying, I'm sorry, God forgive me. I'm sorry. Gradually getting louder. He's like, Practically shouting, I'm sorry. I, I'm i really sorry. But Bruce Willis and the scientist are just acting like nothing's happening. They're not They're not asking him about what it is. Whilst he's like, I'm really sorry. And then eventually he's like, 
I have to tell you something. And then they turn around and he's like, it was me. I did it. I did all this. All these 300,000 people that are about to die. It's all my fault. It's all me. I thought the alien was going to do it quickly. It was going to be like quick and like nobody would even know. Um, You've test, you know, you've seen, obviously you know what this alien is. (laughs) Yeah. You've probably seen it in action. Otherwise you wouldn't know it. Like it would kill everybody. You wouldn't know. Yeah. So you would know the effect that it's going to have and what it's going to do. But yet you still thought, oh no, it's going to be a nice alien. It's going to kill everybody nicely. They're all going to die and nobody will even know. They'll all be in heaven. And they'll never even know that they were here or that an alien came and ate them from the inside out. They won't know. (laughs) They will just go to sleep and never wake up again. (laughs) And that will be fine. And it will be nice. (laughs) His explanation, though, when they're asking, so she, the scientist, is saying to him, hey, uh, so what, you brought it from space? Is it from another dimension? And his only explanation or attempt at an explanation is uh, maybe it's older than the universe. And you're like, I remember turning to Paul and going, what? Maybe it's older than the universe. What? What does that even mean? That's not an explanation. And if that's all the information that you had about this being, how could you even come to the conclusion that maybe it'll kill us nicely? Daft. (laughs) Yeah, he's a big daft. Dafty. There's a few instances where I was a bit baffled. So Noah wakes up, or not wakes up, but so Noah gets in his seat. First of all, he gets in Bruce Willis' seat and he's all like, get out of my goddamn seat. Like, and then he's all, oh, sorry, sorry. And like runs into his other seat like a good boy. And you're looking at a really dirty window in front of them for some reason. It's a really dirty window. And uh, why? Why is mm-hmm. it dirty window? Don't know. I think it's because they didn't want to pay for yeah. the graphics it would cost to, so you could actually see something out the window. So we'll just we'll fog it up and make it dirty <laughs> to save us money. Space is really muddy. It's so stupid. And he, all of a sudden, they're all like, Aah! and they don't know why, but they're like going really fast or something. And they were all like, they're all stuck to the chair and somebody vomits then afterwards. And Noah is us <laughs> not really knowing what's going on or what kind of um, speed they're going, <laughs> anything. And he's just like, oh, what's happened? And Bruce turns around. It's 30 years in the future. What? <laughs> like, what? He's And then he's like, and then the other guy goes, uh, I think he calls him something like a, a dung bat or something. I actually don't know why he calls him. He calls him a name. And then he says, it was quantum release time dilation. We're 30 years in the future. Everybody on earth is dead. (laughs) And then Bruce Willis character says something like, but it's okay. It's pancakes today. They're serving pancakes today. So we went from, we've traveled 30 years in the future and there's pancakes. I mean, that's some conversation. So I had to, like, I had to Google. I, I was like, I what well, I don't understand this. Why did they why did they have to quantum time dilation? Why why did they have to do this? Why why did they do that? What was the reason they had to travel 30 years in the future? And I asked Stephen, I was like, why would they do that? Why did they need because he didn't watch it, so he had no he had no understanding. He's like, I don't know. I didn't watch the film. I was like, but why, Stephen? Why? <laughs> why have they done this? I and I I I Googled it and and 
I had a kind of idea of what it was based on the minimal like scripting there of or dialogue. So they basically expanded it so that they could travel in time. But I don't know why they needed to travel in time because they didn't go anywhere. Because then he was pointing out the window going, what's happened to the planet? We've traveled 30 years in the future. Everybody's dead. But why did you travel 30 years in the future? And why now do you have to travel for six months after traveling into the future? Yeah. I got so confused. I don't know why. And I was hoping you did. (laughs) Well, I would think... I mean, I don't know space. Space (laughs) doesn't know me. (laughs) You don't want to know me, space. So it puts me in mind of Interstellar. Um... And remember, there's the whole thing about uh, time moves differently in different environments and atmospheres when it comes to planets and parts of space. And they go on an away mission in Interstellar. And for what felt like them to be 20 minutes was actually 30 years for the people that stayed on the ship. Because... Space and time moves differently in different areas. So that's kind of what I got from that, like when the ship travelled. And it's them kind of saying, no, we're we're in a different... I guess time zone is the wrong thing to call it, but I'm going to call it that anyway. But why didn't they keep going? Why did they stop? Well, maybe if they'd kept, maybe if they kept going that fast they would have overshot because they were going so fast that they would have collided with New Earth. They had to stop a safe distance away. Six months, like, though? Well, yeah. I mean, if they're traveling, if in a few seconds they travel 30 years worth of space or whatever, however you would explain that, then maybe that, like, faster than the speed of light. And then it's like, okay, now we need to slow down. I think you're being too nice to this. I am. I am. I'm like, no. You overshot it. We would overshot it. If we had gone a few more seconds, we would have overshot it by six months. But surely if they were going that speed, they would have been able to figure out when they need to come out before it. So it doesn't have to be six months. Jess, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't think whoever wrote this film was a scientist either. <laughs> they were like, oh, that sounds cool, doesn't it? We did quantum release, time dilation. Yeah. I I think people are just daft because they talk about all these things. I've said daft a lot in this. Is that way dafty? Daft, dafty. Yes, we dafty. They didn't really think much through. Like, there's little details throughout the film that I was like, what? Why? Like... There's a bit where Noah has physical photographs of him with his girlfriend, with Haley. Haley is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Phys- really, physical photographs are a thing, two hundred years in the future, because they're barely a thing now. Like they're on their way out the door, and there's a bit where. They don't know what happened to the guy that exploded and they don't know where the other guy, Blue, who's the first guy that gets infected by the alien parasite, 
they don't know where Blue is, but they're like, Blue has killed this person. We need to go and watch the video footage. And they go to watch the video footage and the scientist turns and says, it's going to be a while for me to retrieve this. And I'm like, why is it going to be a while? Like, if I were to do that now, I could type in a time and just say, right, show me this time. Play from this time. Yeah, it was like, it's kind of like, Doctor Who-ish a little bit and the yeah. fact that everything looks a little bit like not like it's from the future it looks like it's old and they obviously kept to that style because it yeah. suits the, the like series. Like Alien like Alien or 2001 A Space yeah. Odyssey like these things that stylistically it makes sense for them because of when they were made and there's a certain charm to that type of here's what things are going to be like in the future. Yeah. But with this, I'm just a bit like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. No, it, especially it's actually the photos is a really good observation because that makes no sense because you would think in the future, like paper would be a rich person's thing. Yeah. You know, to be able to yeah. have physical copies of things, I think would be more of a rich person's thing to have because it would yeah. be more costly than I'd say an electronic thing would cost now. Yeah. Or then, or in the future. And if this film had been made, if this film had been made decades ago, a decade even ago, I'd be like, yeah, well, of course, like, uh, you wouldn't think that physical photographs would die out, but they are, yeah. and they were when this film was being made, they were dying out. And I will say, thank you for saying it's a good observation, but it's not my observation. Uh, while we were watching it, Paul turned to me and said that, Paul... Uh, it's like they were trying to pay homage to like aliens and, yeah, like you said, Space Odyssey and that, that and them type of films. It, I understand if you're trying to do that, but you need to then style a film in a very specific way. And I feel like it didn't... It was too modern for yeah. what they were trying to do and then the space uh, it was just bad <laughs> it's just bad it was bad and i said earlier that we'd come back to this point but i have to talk about um moxicil so moxicil is a, a chemical in this film it's a liquid cleaner that they use in the toilets but this liquid cleaner is so potent and corrosive that within one second, it spills on a table, dissolves the metal table and leaves a massive hole in it. So firstly, you're like, why are you using that to clean toilets? Yeah. That seems ridiculous. Dangerous. Exactly. And the minute you see that, you're like, that seems unnecessary. I wonder how long it'll be until it's revealed that that's what kills the alien. So you think that immediately because they make such a point of of noticing this. And then they go through this whole weird thing where you think that Bruce Willis is making a bomb and then the rest of the crew eh, grab Noah because Noah tries to tell everyone he's like he's trying to make a bomb he's trying to make a bomb and they're all like he's trying to do what come with me and they take him away and they pin him against the wall and they take a cup and then they pour some liquid down his mouth and it turns out that they're making moonshine with moxicil this 
liquid that just burned through a table. They're they're drinking it. it uh, what? 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 They're using it as cleaner. They're using it for alcohol. But also, if this is so acidic that it burns through metal in seconds, why didn't it continue to burn through the metal? Why didn't it keep going? Because acid doesn't stop. It just keeps going until uh-huh. it hits the surface That's exactly that it can't go through anymore. Say it was yeah. plastic. And it's not like it's not like residue was left. Like it went right through the table and it never reached a point of slow. So I was like, well, that wouldn't just stop. That would keep burning right the way through. And then he makes like a, a weapon out of it, which is made of metal. Yeah. And it's in a metal tubing, and apparently doesn't eat through the metal tubing. Yeah, because that's what they end up killing the aliens with. They put the moxicil yeah. inside this gun, and it's like, but why is it staying inside the gun? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then they run about fighting the bloody zombies. Oh, I, well, I should mention that, that it does turn out that that liquid cleaner that dissolves the metal but also makes good moonshine... Uh, actually kills the aliens. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Shocking. Shocked. Absolutely shocking, even though it was mentioned multiple times within the film and becomes the saviour of the day. And that's just before Thomas Jane dies. So Noah is fighting with Blue, Blue who was the first person infected. And they are fighting and they end up in this room and... In that room, you see a wall filled with vials of moxicil. And as soon as you see that, you go, at last, they're about to figure it out. And then he pours the moxicil on Blue's face and Blue's face melts. And manages to get nothing on himself. He's lying on the floor, lying on the floor, holding this plastic bottle, like basically flings like some of Adam, splashes at it at him, gets it all over your man's face, but none of it touches him. And then he's like holding it wobbly on the floor. And I'm like, it just splashes out that easy and then nothing on himself. And he's just like, oh, and continues to hold acid in his hand. Like it's no bother. Like it's water. It is so stupid. (laughs) And this chemical is all over the floor. (laughs) The metal floor nothing which it is not burning through like i don't expect much (laughs) but this ship i don't know what this ship is made from i don't know what this ship is made for because at one point they're shooting bullets they did explosions there's laser beams they use laser beams on them uh and nothing and it's fine it the (laughs) ship is like no this is all good i'm fine I'm, i'm not even feeling this brushes itself off like bit of dust no pouring acid down my toilets bombing me lasering me shooting bullets at me i am invincible invincible it's so ridiculous um oh it's brilliant but yeah stanley our favorite uh your favorite angry angry drill sergeant man Shooting at people. 
I'm basically telling them not to stow away. Oh, boot them out. Boot them off the ship. Get out my ship. Out you go. Out the door. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. Are you speaking Japanese right now? <laughs> <laughs> It's a really weird way of speaking. I, I feel like the fact that it's so consistent, it makes you wonder if he speaks to his mum like that. Mum, <laughs> can I have a cup of tea, mum? How was your day, darling? I'm really thirsty, mum. I'm really thirsty, mum. <laughs> but Stanley is my favourite shooter in the whole film. He's all like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> His hands shaking. Everyone else is like holding it really sturdy, <laughs> and he's just like pew pew pew, and his hands shaking on all the blade. Pew 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 pew. pew. Ah! It's like a drunk man <laughs> taking a piss. It's like whoa, way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa! Oh, careful, careful! Oh, eventually I'll hit the target. <laughs> hey, oh, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, but Stanley, you just shot everybody else as well. Your whole team is dead. Oh, but, you know. Ooh. Oh. Oh, you made <laughs> reference to a part in this film that really, really annoyed me, right? <clears throat> and there's two, there's two parts where this kind of thing happens. But basically, after the first guys are found dead, they yeah. lock down the crew in their quarters and eventually a couple of them are let loose Noah's let loose the scientist is let loose and that's when shit starts going crazy and Bruce Willis and all that shit but there's still loads of the crew that are locked in their rooms and the alien lets unlocks all the doors so that the crew who are completely unaware of any of this alien shenanigans all of their doors just open and there's dozens of them just standing about going hey what's going on what's going on and then Bruce Willis Noah the scientist are attacked by the alien and well at this point there's aliens there's more than one of them this is when they start multiplying and they're being chased down the corridor where all of these like clueless people are standing going hey, what's going on? And all they say to them is, get inside and lock your doors and then run past them. And I was like, could you not have elaborated a little bit more? Could you not have been like, there's aliens or we're all going to die or something <laughs> to instill a bit of fear. fear into these people? But no, they just left all of the crew to be slaughtered. To be honest, even as they came out, we've already established that most of the crew are alcoholic yeah, or true. stoners. So they probably all came out and were like, what? What's going on, man? Aliens? But you'd think Bruce Willis... Are we the aliens? I guess we're aliens now. We're going to a different planet. I guess so. Are we the aliens? <laughs> yeah. oh. There's aliens. Yeah, we're here. We're here. It's us. Yeah, we're the <laughs> hi. aliens. Hi, guys. Yeah, hi. It's hi. me. Hi. Um, but, like... Are you going to also say, um, 
when the leather jacket man that we don't really know who he is or what his character is meant to be, I think security or a leather security man, well, he goes into the skate pod. He's like, are you coming with me, Noah? And Noah just kind of doesn't say anything. He just boogers off with the rest of them. And he's like, fine. Gets in the escape pod and doesn't check the escape pod to make sure that none of these like aliens are in there. And then he's like going, gets everything ready and he like flies off and he's all like, ah, oh, safety. And then you obviously see cuts to um, a shot where you can still see him. And in the background, one of the guys who's been turned into an alien is in the background and he's all like, no, like, are you shocked? You didn't even check to see if there was anybody in there. You just had a full, there's been a full on battle, a battle. And you didn't think I should probably make sure that there's nobody in here before I fly off. No, I'll just fly off and it's all gravy. (laughs) I was actually going to mention towards the end of the film. So Haley, the girlfriend She's been in stasis this whole time. Napping through the whole situation. Getting her beauty sleep because she looked fantastic while she was sleeping. She was like sleeping beauty. She did look fantastic. She was glowing. The aliens are now going for all of the people that are in stasis. So they're opening the pods and killing them and taking over. So he's like, right, I need to go and get Haley, And he runs... (laughs) Sorry, so basically, he runs to find Haley, and he finds her because obviously the cryo chambers are just lying about the place for anyone to access. And he opens the cryo chamber again very easily. Didn't take a second. She wakes up instantaneously, and she smiles and they kiss. While all of this madness is happening in the next room and he hands her a gun and he's like, we have to go. <laughs> and she's like, "What? what's going on? And he's like, we have to go. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> what, what's happening? And he's like, we have what to go. What is happening, Noah? She's just kind of following him and he doesn't explain anything. I know, like, you can imagine what happened in the scene between that and her meeting her first alien. Her just going, can you just, why is there blood everywhere? What, who's screaming? (laughs) What is going on? He's just like, we have to go. It was ridiculous. He doesn't tell her a thing about what's going on until she sees an alien for the first time. And there's just that constant kind of, People don't feel the need to explain what really needs to be explained in this film. No, there's nothing. They're Um, like, there's no time for this. We only have an hour and a half or whatever to get through this whole film. We can't keep telling people (laughs) that we're being attacked by aliens. You just have to figure it out yourself, guys. (laughs) To top off this film, the ending. Hilarious. They get there and they're all like, yes, new world. It looks like the old world, but it's new. Oh, the ending. They've gone for this really blue filter when you get there. Put a blue filter on it. Then everybody will think it's an alien planet. Get there. And the editing when they land on the planet is terrible because their escape pod is flying through something that you can't really tell because it's a shot of them. And then it's a quick cut to a door opening on the surface and them getting out. And it's like, oh, wait, so... They landed. Yeah. And oh, they're, they're on here. The that was a quick. I, that was a quick flight. And, 
And they'd been building it up, like, oh my god, we're we're going in, we're going in. Oh, we're here. Yeah, we don't have we don't, don't have the budget cool. for that, so we're just gonna we're yeah. just we're here, we're here, guys, we're here. Oh, great, yay! Gets out. Yay. Haley's water breaks. <laughs> um, they tried to talk to somebody. Turns out it was an alien. So the aliens that were on the ship are actually already here, and they're not just here. There's like a Godzilla-sized alien which is covered by, I guess, clouds, and then you see ships attacking it and it's all like Godzilla um uh, and the, and <laughs> Noah's like it's on it's on alien it's on <laughs> he's ready he's like what are we gonna do and he's like we're gonna kill it like he just gets charges says, up his weapon or <laughs> yeah and is all ready to couldn't deal with a handful of them couldn't deal with a handful of them. Aye. But apparently he's game for a giant Godzilla size one that looks like it's literally size of the planet is ready exactly. for that. Exactly, that's the and thing. And it was, um, and then the the, the, the zombie per alien person that runs towards him and is all like, Bleh. it reminded me so much of the ending of the invasion of the body snatchers where the oh, last remaining yeah. protagonist, I can't remember which, which uh, female actress it was, but she sees a man that was also hiding from them as well. And she's, yes, oh, he's still alive. Runs up to him and then he's all like, oh, like screams. Yeah. He does, it's Donald Sutherland and he goes, Aah! and it's Veronica Cartwright as the woman. Yeah, it's Donald Sutherland. I love him. Yeah, it's, yeah. What's the sound? What is the sound? It's like a croaking or something. It's like Aah. Paul. Paul is really good at making the noise. I'm gonna hold on. I'm get him. Get him to come and make the noise for us. Hold on, Alexa. Drop in on living room. Can you come and just make a noise? I, I want. Can you come and make the invasion of the body snatchers noise? That's the noise. Holy shit. That's terrifying that you can do that. So yeah, he's really good at doing that noise. Why were we talking about that again? Because in the ending, Oh yeah. It's it's like they've taken from that, they've taken from Cloverfield and uh the thing. Like basically all of the films where you think, "Oh, we are saved." And then no hells no, you no. are not. And it's the fact that Haley seems quite unbothered by the whole thing. Like, her water breaks and she's like, oh, Noah, look. And he's like, oh, no. And then you see the alien running towards them and she's like, what are we going to do? And then you see the big, like, colossus monster alien. And Noah's like, burn them all. And I was like, don't be silly, Noah. You will... Definitely die, you dafty. Like yeah, five seconds after the credits rolled, Noah was already dead. So exactly, unfortunately, is Haley and her baby, unborn baby, and he's got no moxicil. Like he's got this gun that is probably empty, or empty. at least close to empty. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna burn them all with what, Noah? Yeah, think clearly Lighter. and hide in a tree. Yeah." And the reason why it's very similar to the Body Snatchers is because in the Body Snatchers, you, you are never safe. 
uh, and you're still fucked, basically. What a film that is, though. That was a scary one. That I hate Body Snatchers freaked me out. Um, and that that was the first one that I saw was the 1978 one with with him with uh, Donald Sutherland. That was the first one I watched. So scary. That was terrifying. The Jeff Goldblum already was already kind of slightly took over one by one, and they are helping him in a medical facility, and they have the bloody thing in the next bed beside him, and unknown unknown to everybody, it's still sucking the life out of him and growing and then it gets up and it's all like oh but I saw I saw that when I was a kid and I was so freaked out by him the older versions are a little bit sillier because it looks like they're coming out of a cucumber yeah but that one scared me but anyways it's come to that time hasn't it Ben where I ask you a question (laughs) if you had to be married to one of them, would you rather be married to Admiral or Stanley? <laughs> Jess, Admiral, Thomas Jane. He's gorgeous. Um, Thomas Jane. Yeah, he was. Oh, he's so beautiful. My favourite was The Expanse just because I loved his hair. You need to watch If you're a sci-fi fan You need to watch The Expanse Never seen it I need to watch it Okay Jess I think it's time for Not My cup Of tea It's not my cup of tea For this part of the podcast I'll read Three bad user reviews For critically acclaimed movies And Jess will guess Which film I'm talking about Each week, Jess will get one point for every title she guesses correctly. She's currently got four and a half points. Almost there. Very close to five. Because when she gets to five, I will write a song about her. Okay. So, here we go, Jess. Do you think... I'm going to guess that you're going to get this right. And that I'll have to write a song about you. I feel like you have too much confidence in me, Ben. (laughs) Well, let's just see. Okay, so your first review is by Pixelwood. They gave it one out of ten. Possibly the most ludicrous and terrible film ever made. I am shocked as to how people found the ridiculous, predictable and boring plot so appealing. The fact that it has managed to get into the top 100 movies of all time speaks volumes. Okay, so top 100 film. Next, please. (laughs) Number two by Official. Zero out of ten. Okay, considering that this was made in the 1930s, it was alright. In my opinion, this film is slightly overrated. There are so many obvious movie mistakes and bits of the storyline that just make you go, what? How is this even possible? Okay, so it's in the top 100, made in the 1930s. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, and number three. I can understand why adults like this movie, and maybe young kids, but I cannot stand this movie. It is basically a musical, which I can't stand. 
The story is just another excuse for it to sell its soundtrack. So it's a musical. It's from the 1930s. Okay, what's my clue? So your clue is the movie opens with text. That text reads, For nearly 40 years, this story has given faithful service to the young in heart and time has been powerless to put its kindly philosophy out of fashion. To those of you have, who have been faithful to it in return, and to the young in heart, we dedicate this picture. So I know, I know The Wizard of Oz was in the 1930s, and that's a musical. I don't know any other, so I am going to say The Wizard of Oz. It's The Wizard of Oz. Ah, it is The Wizard of Oz! It's The Wizard of Oz. Well done. You've got five and a half points, which means now I need to write a song about you. Celebration, good time. Come on. Celebration, good time. Come on. Our film is nothing without the star of approval. On how bad can it get? We don't use stars or percentages. No, that is too boring. We have three categories. The first category is guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Second category, good for a laugh. Good for a laugh. <laughs> and the third category, kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. Okay, Jess, what do you think? This film, of which I forget the title, Anti-Life slash Breach, whatever, whatever you want to call it, wherever you are in the world. I think this is an easy one to guess. It's so sad because, you know, this is a more... It's, this is the problem with modern films. When they're bad, they're bad. But at least when films are bad from like the 90s or the 80s, you can laugh at how absolutely mad and bonkers they are and how ridiculous the storylines are. And this one is just bad. There's not... You can't even enjoy it for its exactly. badness. You just... It was hard. Like, uh, like So It Away and Battlefield, it was really hard to get through and because it was on Netflix it's so easy to skip and I was like so tempted I'm so tempted to skip <laughs> so tempted um so for that reason it's going to be another kill it with fire kill it with fire out with everything that I've already said there was so much more that annoyed me about this film I think that from what little I saw of it, I'd basically only seen the Netflix preview. You know, when you hover over a film and it plays a wee preview. That's all that I'd seen. So I thought this looks camp, it looks fun, and it looks like quite... It doesn't take itself too seriously. But it does. It takes itself way too seriously. My... Biggest annoyance out with everything that I've mentioned already was the sound mixing. We didn't touch on that, and I just need to make a point of saying this. 
because this is one of my biggest pet peeves with movies when the dialogue is so low but the sound effects and music are so loud that you have to turn it up to hear what people are saying but you turn it up to a point where as soon as there's a gunshot or a scream it it just your entire body vibrates with how loud it is that drove me crazy but anyway that's on top of everything else that I've said it's not hard to guess I am going to kill it with moxicil moxicil fire fire moxifier moxifier kill it with fire that's sad because back in the day Bruce Willis I enjoyed some of his films I actually enjoyed Red the first one not the second one I enjoyed Red oh yeah yeah I never saw the second one but I liked the first one like you said there's actually a few good actors in this like uh, I, I had a quick google while we were chatting and Tweak the guy Tweak he was, he's been in a good few films as well. He's been in like 300 and everything. Um, so he's been a read, he's been, he's in, in decent films and some of the other characters have been in decent films as well. So it's not anything on them per se, but like, you know, you, again, you expect more and it just, it wasn't, it was bad. It was, yeah, yeah it was bad. And yet Thomas was the only one who actually kind of really went gung ho on his character, and I really enjoy. I and I was I want more of him. They should have. They he should have been in it. That yeah. character should have been a bigger part in it, but they literally wasted him, wasted him, and that's disappointing. So you need to be moxified because of that alone. Very disappointed, very forgettable, and I genuinely don't think. I'll think of this film after this conversation. I think it'll yeah. just pop out my brain. Same. It's dead. Get rid of that. It's dead. In the words of Noah, the last line of this awful film, burn <laughs> them all. I love that. So funny. Let's make a scary alien movie Zombies in space, yeah that sounds groovy Rip up every film of this genre Nothing original I don't have time to write this movie Why not rip off lots of other movies But just include the bad bits We don't need a decent script We've got Bruce Willis, Willis. Bruce Willis Show the movie my feet Okay, Jess, our next film, what's my clue this week? Okay, so your clue. <laughs> what is your clue? Your clue is that it has the same name as a film that was released in the last few years and you loved it and I once said a bad word about it and you were like, don't you dare say anything bad about it. This rings a bell. This rings a bell. I said, no, it's not. I can hear myself saying that. Oh, is it the Avengers with Uma Thurman? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay, okay, okay. Good, good. I have never, ever been able to watch this, so I'm looking forward to that. 
I'm glad that a lot of the films that we're doing I've never seen. I like that. Yeah. It's like, at least it, you know what it is? It's like, at least if it's a bad film that you're being forced to watch, totally. at least it's not the second time round for all of them. Some of them were, yeah. but the last two obviously weren't. And maybe that would, maybe we'll pull ourselves back into the 21st century for the rest of the film. Oh, so the next film that we do. Yeah. Cause I kind of like doing one that's yeah. uh, recent as well, that people can still watch easily and not have to go searching for so but yeah i hope you i hope everybody enjoyed the podcast and yeah as per usual if you have any suggestions on films that we should be watching uh films from the last few years would be good as well or that you can find on netflix or prime easy enough to stream basically let us know i hope you enjoyed our usual waffle Bye. Arigato gozaimasu. How do you say arigato aizamasa? <laughs> arigato aizamasa. Arigato gozaimasu. Gozaimasu. Arigato gozaimasu. I'm so Thanks. proud of you. <laughs> arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> you know that means thank you, not goodbye. Goodbye would be like, sayonara. Sayonara. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Goodbye.